This episode of the Grind Hours podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Use our code GRINDHOUR when you check out at SeatGeek.com or through the SeatGeek app for $20 off your first purchase. Again, the code is GRINDHOUR when you check out at SeatGeek.com or through the SeatGeek app. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Now onto the podcast. All right, boys and girls, this is the cuz. Alone. No one else. Tim's gone. Nick's gone. Joe's gone. You know what? It's okay. Because I'm here to talk to you about something that's a little near and dear to my heart. Something that maybe these guys don't understand. Maybe people listening, maybe you guys aren't the biggest fans of. But I kind of have some things to get off my chest about the, the sports entertainment that I love. That is professional wrestling. As you guys probably know, a long time ago, or it seems like a long time ago now, <clears throat> I came on the show not as a cut, not only as a cuz, but as the the wrestling rabbi. I'm here to say I think I'm going to put that whole gimmick to rest, but you know I want to keep doing. I keep still want to keep talking about wrestling, and use this hopefully use this as a an outlet. So uh, you know, at the end I'll give you guys my Twitter, but. If you guys want to think of a new na- nickname for me, or should I just keep rocking the cuz? And the cuz is just going to talk wrestling for a little bit. But uh, for those people out there who do like professional wrestling, what a time we're living in. What a time we're living in. Really, we are spoiled. Mondays, we have Monday Night Raw. Wednesdays, we have NXT and AEW. And I'll get into that. It's the re- revitalized Wednesday Night Wars. And Friday night, we have SmackDown. Now, as many of you guys probably could tell already, like I love wrestling, and as and I love WWE, and I've loved WWE pretty much my entire life, you know. But I'm not gonna lie to you. For a short period of time, I then I mean really, really, really short, two about two weeks. I I unsubscribed my WWE Network subscription. I stopped watching Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown just based on the fact that. You know, I was disappointed. It was becoming stale. And then, when then, not the first time, and this is surely won't be the last time, they did not pull the trigger on a hot character. And this time, that hot character was Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. Right? For those who don't know, Bray Wyatt has been with the company for a long time. He's gone through different iterations of his character. Originally, he came up as Husky Harris. But then that didn't really work out through the new Nexus. And then he became this cult leader of the Wyatt family. And it was like a breath of fresh air. But unfortunately, they still couldn't pull the trigger on him. Then he went away for a little bit, came back as this Steve Rogers look, uh, not Steve Rogers, Steve from Blue's Clues looking guy. Bray Wyatt, leader of the the host of the Firefly Funhouse, this seemingly kid show. But underneath that was this dark, depraved, monstrosity known as the fiend and now he has this Jekyll and Hyde kind of symbiosis going on and it was and it it still is marvelous so this was at like right after Wrestlemania this is about April and his character his stock shot up to the sky shot up through the roof and then all of a sudden a little leak on the interwebs came up and said that Bray Wyatt was going to be challenging either Seth Rollins or Braun Strowman who were facing each other for the Universal Championship of Raw 
in the Hell in a Cell main event in October, right? This was October, that was in September, and this was the most recently the Hell in a Cell, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view was in October. And as, spoiler alert, as many of you guys know, it did not end well, right? It was not a good match. I mean, I was in a, it was not the worst match I'd ever seen in my life. It was not even the worst pay-per-view I'd ever seen in my life, but it was the ending. How they screwed Bray Wyatt once again, and that I was just, I was just tired of it. So I'm not going to lie to you guys. I unsubscribed, I stopped watching, I said I'm done with this. I'm not going to watch Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown. However, I still will watch, continue to watch NXT and AEW, both on Wednesdays nights. Because those two things have never disappointed me whatsoever, right? AEW is just starting. They're going to be WWE's rivals on Wednesday nights, right? That's This is the company that was started by Tony Khan, right, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cody Rhodes and all those great guys from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Hangman Page. Then they even got some other WWE guys in there. Pac, formerly known as Neville. John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. And the world champion, the AEW world champion, Chris Jericho. But I'll get back to that in a second. So I decided I was, I was done watching it. And I said, you know, this is an impermanent goodbye. I just needed a break. I needed a temporary detox from all the crap. I said, if they give me a reason to come back and watch, I'll, I'll do that. And that's why I'm talking to you guys here today. Because boy, howdy, did they ever give me a reason to start watching Monday Night Raw and then Friday Night SmackDown again. So as you guys know, or if you guys don't know, WWE struck this huge, mega, multi-billion, probably dollar deal with Saudi Arabia. And they do, they're going to be doing live shows, these big grandiose WrestleMania type, you know, and not going to lie to you, house shows over in Saudi Arabia that seem to be a pain for more than, you know, more stress than it's worth, right? That paycheck just seemed not to be, I mean, it was big and it is big. And that's why they're going to keep going back there. But in like, in my opinion, it's like, it just didn't seem like it was worth the hassle. And I'll, again, I'll get more into this in a second. And usually, these pay-per-views really haven't meant quite a lot of anything. But that said, you know, I, me, unbeknownst to me, or not unbeknownst to me, but I did, you know, I've been keeping up on, on the internet and trying to see what's, what storylines they're keeping up with. So if I ever did want to come back, if I ever did have to come back, for whatever reason, that I was like, I would know what was going on. And I know that Hell in a Cell, the ending was terrible. They ended it in a ref stoppage in a Hell in a Cell match, a no disqualification match, which a lot of people were saying, why didn't they do that for Mick Foley, Mankind slash Mankind, when he got thrown off the top of the Hell in a Cell and then got chokeslammed through the top of the Hell in a Cell, and then they still had a match. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Undertaker versus Mankind, Hell in a Cell, 1998, and you'll be your mind will be blown. That said, they ended this match in a ref stoppage. So... The, the officials of WWE realized that they screwed up in so many words. So they said, okay, we're going to have a, they're gonna, Seth Rollins, right? The, at the time, the Universal Champion and the Fiend Bray Wyatt will have a rematch in Saudi Arabia, main event for the Raw Universal Championship. 
in a false count anywhere match, no ref stoppage for any reason. And I said, well, I said to myself, the pessimist that, you know, unfortunately I'd grown into a pessimist over the years through not just Bray Wyatt, how they screwed over Bray Wyatt over the years, but other wrestlers like my some of some of my favorites, such as Sting, CM Punk, and I could go on and on. So I'd grown into a little bit of a pessimist about this. And boy, was I surprised. Because I said, I was saying to myself, they're going to screw him over one way or another. Somehow they're going to they're gonna screw this up. And I remember going online and seeing the fiend Bray Wyatt holding, hoisting the Raw Universal Championship over his head. And I was shocked, stunned, and in a complete state of awe. So what did I do? Naturally, I caved. I ended my, my, I ended my boycott. And I re-upped. I re-upped and I watched that match and it was perfect. It was amazing. It was everything that that Hell in a Cell match was not. The pay-per-view on a whole, uh, you know, it, it, it could have been better, right? Uh, it's disappointing what they see, what they did with the uh, former UFC heavyweight championship uh, for champion Cain Velasquez with Brock Lesnar, how that match, but things are coming out saying that his knees weren't good and all that stuff, but that's... Another episode for another day. But I was, I watched that match. It was everything that that Hell in a Cell match was not. I think it was a little disappointing that they just couldn't jump the gun and uh, just do it the first time. But some people, you know, I had, I've heard people tell me, oh, it's because they wanted to wait till Halloween because that's when the match was and all this stuff. And, you know, it plays into the horror gimmick of The Fiend and all this stuff. And I don't know. Just like, you know, and I want to know what you guys think, but we'll get, we're just going to keep trugging along. So I was like, I'm sold. I'm back in. I'm going to watch Friday Night Smackdown tomorrow, right? This was Thursday night. I'm going to watch Friday Night Smackdown. All of a sudden I wake up Friday morning and then the, the, inter, uh, the, the wrestling world was in disarray. That it was chaos that for some, that due to mechanical which some people also speculate there was other things going on in Saudi Arabia. But due to mostly mechanical issues with the plane, a lot of the main roster, a lot of the SmackDown roster was not going to be able to make it back and um, make it back to the States in time for Friday Night SmackDown because it's a 14-hour flight. Because for whatever reason, they booked Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, Thursday night, and then they had to be in Buffalo, New York the following day. So let's take a look real quick. That's got to be, I don't even know how many thousands of miles that is. Let's take a look. Google Maps. And just like, you know, you, you don't do that. It's like, I would say maybe if you wanted to do, uh, if you wanted to do California or something, somewhere where there's closer. But just, I, I was like, are you crazy? I don't understand how, I, I just don't understand how, like, 240, like, I think it's more than that. Doesn't really say. Oh, here we go. 17, that's a 17-hour flight. It doesn't say how many miles it is. That's a $1,000 flight. 17 hours, come on. It doesn't make any sense. Why would you book that kind of insane insanity? Point being, these guys weren't going to make the show. But the show's got to go on. Because 
if you guys, the other things, if you guys don't know, Friday night, SmackDown was originally on Tuesday nights on USA Network and with Raw and now NXT all on USA. But WWE struck a big, another big mega deal with Fox. And now Friday night, SmackDown has been moved to Friday nights and it's on mainstream network. It's primetime television on a Friday night. Fox, the, the Fox channel, it's one of the big networks. So the show's got to go on, right? These they had something had to be done, and then the light bulb went off. So previously in the crown, the back back up for a second, at the crown jewel pay per view, after everything had been said and done, and they teased a little, a little bit of Survivor Series, and if you guys don't know, WWE usually has four major pay per views a year. So it starts with the Royal Rumble, then there's the big one, the big biggie in WrestleMania. Then there's SummerSlam. And then there's the fall classic. The other fall classic. Not baseball. Not the World Series. But in my opinion, the other fall classic. A Thanksgiving tradition. Survivor Series. Where usually it's... In the early days, it was just teams against other teams. And who was the lone survivor. And then that turned into brand warfare. When you had Raw and SmackDown. And then this year they've teased. It's Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. And now I'm going to go into a little bit of NXT guy talk if you guys don't mind. NXT was the developmental. It was supposed to be, it was always seen as like this. It, well, first of all, it's the brainchild, the baby of one Triple H. And it started off as this kind of like hokey kind of like game show and they had all these kind of stupid games and everything if you look it up nxt season one it just was they proud of these rookies and they weren't even really rookies some of these guys paired up with pros and just it was a mess to be honest it was quite a mess i, I watched a couple we i just this doesn't really seem cool it doesn't even really seem fun it just it seems a waste same thing. Well, it's like when tough enough. It's like it's just that's not my thing. It's not my shtick. It's like I want I want these people to prove themselves in the ring more than anything else. And that's what NXT is. They took NXT from this hokey kind of show and they turned it into a brand all its own. That superstars. It became the pipeline to superstars such as Shinsuke Nakamura, um, Sami Zayn, Neville, uh, who. The, the the Shield, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, the Roman Reigns, right? I could go on and on. They became the pipeline for all these guys. That said, and fortunately, not a lot of them have been used properly. That's just me. That's, again, another podcast for another day. But NXT is really, for me, is, and I, for those people listening who, who listen and watch NXT and watch professional wrestling, my opinion, I would probably say there's probably a good amount of people that would say that's their favorite portion of WWE as well. That it's like the mainstream Raw and SmackDown really hasn't lived up to the hype of NXT in the past few years. And it's just like that NXT has been this this hidden gem underneath the waves of the mainstream roster. That it's like all these main guys, all these NXT guys get called up and everybody goes crazy. But the people who go crazy are the only ones who know who these guys are. Not everybody knew who like Finn Balor was before he donned the, the demon paint, right? 
or before he even got called up to the main, before he even, you know, got a call up to the main roster. Not many people paid attention to the shield before they donned those uh, police riot vests and power bond, triple power bond ride back through a, a table as they were the hired guns for CM Punk. You know, not many guys really paid attention until more recently now because AEW, right? I mentioned those guys briefly. Now AEW has come back into the, or WWE has real competition now, it seems like, that they're on TNT on Wednesday nights. They said, well, NXT was our Wednesday night show, but it was only on the network. So why don't we bring it to television? And now it's been on the main, it's on USA Network, and it has been fantastic. So that said, these guys, back to our, our little bit of our story, right? These Saudi Arabia, so the guys from Saudi, in Saudi Arabia were not going to make it back. They'd already teased it was going to be Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. And boy, I am so glad I ended my boycott last night because the battle, draw, the battle lines have been drawn, right? So the show starts out with, Brock Lesnar quitting SmackDown to hunt down Rey Mysterio. Because Rey, again, this goes back to Crown Jewel. Rey Mysterio was attacked by Brock Lesnar. Therefore, he brought Cain Velasquez as kind of like his hired gun, right? His familia, right? And then after Brock Lesnar had beaten Cain Velasquez at Crown Jewel, he had to, via Kimura lock, he had it locked in and wouldn't let go. And Rey Mysterio hit him, hit Brock Lesnar a few times too many with the steel chair, and Brock Lesnar's pissed now. And now he's quit SmackDown on, the, on Friday nights to go hunt him down on Raw, because contractually, Brock Lesnar had to stay on Friday nights, and Rey Mysterio, who's a Raw superstar, had to stay on Monday nights. So now he's quitting. But this is really just to allow Bray Wyatt, who's a SmackDown superstar, bring over the Raw Heavyweight Title, but the Raw Universal Championship. But that's another story, right? Then all of a sudden, it's our first match of the night. SmackDown's women's champion, Bailey, NXT alumni, mind you, who is going through another career resurgence of her own as, her, as she's finding her ways around the heel side of wrestling. And with her best friend, Sasha Banks, versus the twisted sister of WWE, also another NXT alumni, Nikki Cross. And the match was pretty good. Match was solid. Sasha Banks had interference at the end. And then that allowed, and this was for the SmackDown Women's title. And then that allowed ba Bailey to retain. And then all of a sudden it happened. Out from the crowd in the Key Bank Center comes Shayna Baszler, the submission magician, one of the four horsewomen of MMA. And she comes in and she attacks Sasha Banks, one of the four horsewomen of WWE. And then attacks Bailey, the one of the other two, uh, three, uh, one of the other four horsewomen of WWE. And then the message has been sent. NXT's in the building, and they're here to take, they're here to take SmackDown superstars, whatever, whoever's left over, whoever's here because they didn't make the trip to Saudi Arabia, they're getting taken out. And I was just. I, I was shocked. I was ecstatic. I mean, I had kind of heard rumblings that they were going to be there, but the battle lines are drawn tonight. And then now it cuts to the back. Sami Zayn, another NXT alumni, formerly the heart and soul of NXT. That title has been given to Johnny Gargano. Again, another podcast for another day. 
And now comes Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Keith Lee, limitless. If you haven't seen this guy wrestle on the Indies or on NXT or wherever, do yourself a favor. You need to go see this man. This man is like a 300-pounder, of, of, but he is limitless in his, what he can do. Moonsaults, backflips, everything. He is like a... He, and they say Ricochet is like the superhero of uh, WWE. Again, another NXT alumni, mind you. I, Keith Lee is just as much of that superhero status, like a video game cheat code. And then Matt Riddle, you know, former UFC MMA fighter turned professional wrestler. And his, he is just a, an incredible athlete. So Sami Zayn confronts these two guys, or Keith Lee and Matt Riddle may more poorly confronted him. Chased him to the ring. Matt Riddle hits him with the bro Derek, hits him with the knee, hits him with the bro Derek, and then Keith Lee gives him a, a big old moonsault. And then it happens. And then that, that was the next segment. And then The Miz comes out. All right, The Miz, if you guys have known, has been a WWE staple for the past 15 years. I can't even believe it that he's been around that long. It doesn't even feel like it. It seems like... You know, I, I, I'll give my credit where credit is due. The Miz has really grown on me over the years. I said, oh, this guy's going to be a one-off. He's going to, and I'm, I'll be honest, I was one of those doubters. And that's what the Miz is saying now. There's all these doubters that I proved them wrong. He proved me wrong. He's become a WWE staple. He is one of the guys, he's one of the WWE guys. He will be a part of that company. He will be, in my opinion, he will probably be a future Hall of Famer. Because he has had plenty of intercontinental title reigns. He has really brought prestige back to that title in so many ways. He also main event in WrestleMania where he beat John Cena with the help from The Rock. Don't, like, let's not forget that. So he's out here hosting his talk show, Miss TV, and, it was, and he was saying that how he was supposed to have the new Raw Universal Champion Bray Wyatt on. But of course, Bray Wyatt is stuck in Saudi Arabia. So he said, I'm going to interview myself. Let's see how well that goes. And then all of a sudden, out from, out from the back, out from the back of the arena comes Tommaso Ciampa. And if you guys haven't seen Tommaso Ciampa wrestle, again, this is one of those guys in NXT. You, you are doing yourself a disservice. Him and Johnny Gargano were brothers. I mean, they still probably are like brothers. And DIY, do it yourself. Taking down the Revival. Taking down the AOP. And then all of a sudden, they, they they cracked. They split. Tommaso Ciampa snapped. He said, I don't want it. I don't want this anymore. You're you're like dead weight to me. And that, this was a couple years ago now. And they fought for the they fought for the NXT title. And some and they fought and Johnny Gargano fought for his career. And if you haven't seen Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa at NXT Takeover New Orleans, WrestleMania the night before WrestleMania 34, my God. Was that a match? So out comes Tommaso Ciampa. And now he starts, him and the Miz are trading barbs. That we, man, these two guys on the mic, fantastic. And now Tommaso Ciampa says to the Miz, that sounds like, those sound like fighting words. And they have an impromptu match. And Tommaso Ciampa wins, beats the Miz. And I was just like, at this point, I'm just going to stop for a second. At this point, I am just elated. Everything is really the past two days have made up for the past not just two weeks of disappointment, but a lot of the other times I've been disappointed 
watching wrestling, you know, especially WWE's product where I want to believe in it. I want to see what, you know, they're, they're going to give me, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a minority. I don't know that it's like, I want to see certain things happen, but you know, I was really thinking, I was doubtful that this is ever going to really come back from obscurity. You know, not to say that they're in a bad spot, not to say that my one subscription really made a difference, but they really had a lot of backlash towards them after the Bray Wyatt thing. And they righted that wrong. And now it's like they're doubling down and they're making this night even better. So out comes Fire and Desire, right? Which is a tag team of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Another two former NXT products. You see what I'm saying here? Just for a second. See how NXT was just this pipeline. A lot of these people on the main roster now, NXT alumni. So out comes Fire and Desire. And then they're supposed to be taking on Carmella and Dana Brooke in a tag team match. But out, but Carmella, Carmella's music hits. She doesn't come out. Also, Carmella and Dana Brooke. Surprise, surprise. Another two NXT alumni. And they don't come out. And all of a sudden, they cuts to the back. And there's Bianca Belair, the EST of NXT. And beating up the two of them. Taking them out. Taking them to the... Taking them to the slaughterhouse. They're done. Toast. So, who are these two? Who Who's Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville going to fight? Out comes Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox. And if, just to give you a little backstory on those two, Rhea Ripley is a powerhouse if I've ever seen one. She's been compared to Charlotte Flair, which is high esteem. But at the same time, she could probably she'll probably tell you herself, she does not want to be remembered as... Oh, Charlotte Flair knockoff. And she, and by no stretch of the means, as at this point in her career, I would say she is, she's past that. I would say Rhea Ripley is a Rhea Ripley. She's the first ever Rhea Ripley. She's not the second ever Charlotte Flair, which I think is also kind of ironic considering that Charlotte Flair in the beginning of her career was always known as Ric Flair's daughter. Whereas at the end of, probably at this point in her career now, and definitely at the very end of her career, we'll remember Charlotte Flair as, or we'll remember Ric Flair as the, the father of Charlotte Flair. Anyway, so Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox. And Tegan Knox was is a is a Welsh product, and she was gonna, she was slated to win the uh, May Young Classic, and she has just had to be she's had a hard time getting like not getting over. She is definitely like over. The crowd is with her, but she's had a hard time. She's been dealt. Real life blow after real life blow. She blew her knee out two years ago, and then last year at the Mae Young Classic, blew out her knee, her other knee. But that said, that these two women come down in the ring. They say, "Oh, we noticed that you don't have any opponents for tonight. Well, now you do." And boy, those two brought those two kicked the living crap out of Fire and Desire, and nothing made me happier. Nothing made me happier than seeing those two get the crap kicked out. Not to say I don't like that of them. I'm just saying, seeing NXT, it's just a doubling down tonight. NXT is a force to be reckoned with. And now people, anybody who's tuned in the Friday Night SmackDown for the first time ever, who has never watched a WWE product, said, probably said to themselves, wow, this uh, this NXT thing, this is, uh, this is pretty real. I'm going to have to give this, I'm going to have to check this out. And not to say that I'm I'm drawing sides and saying I like, uh, not to say that I like 
AEW or NXT over AEW. No, I am a fan of wrestling. I'm not going to draw a line. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to pick signs. Good wrestling is good wrestling, and I will watch good wrestling. That's what I'm a fan of. Good wrestling. That's why I stopped watching Friday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. Not because it was, you know, I was showing my allegiance to AEW. No, that's not true at all, because I was still watching NXT. I'm watching both of them. I have one on my laptop and one on my tel- on my TV. I alternate from week to week. If NXT's on my TV one week, AEW's going to be on the TV, and I switch them. You know, I am a fan of good wrestling. That's why I stopped watching because it was bad wrestling. Not last night. That was great wrestling. So, meanwhile, in the back, out comes Daniel Bryan. He runs into Triple H, right? Because Triple H is here that is here tonight. Uh, and Triple H, if you guys don't realize, don't know, Triple H and Daniel Bryan have had a long, egregious history. That when Daniel Bryan was trying to become the world heavyweight champion. The Yes Movement, Triple H was his major roadblock because Triple H, as and I'm quoting him here, described Daniel business, Daniel Bryan as, you know, not an like an A player, right? And they had to go with what Randy Orton with which was what's best for business. And usually, I hate that phrase, what's best for business, because that's such a bullshit cop out. Because it's like you know, it's just trying to reinforce that those authority figures and stuff and. When they really take a look at what's best for business, you know, some of these guys that are pushed is not what's best for business. And I know they do this on purpose to get people riled up and everything, but it's not even, you know, like I said, a good heel, or I've never, I think I've said this before, a good face, good heel doesn't really matter. As long as you get the right kind of emotion out of a crowd, you get some emotion, that's great. Not disdain for the company. Right, it should be disdain for the wrestler, you know, not real disdain, but it's, it's supposed to be like, oh, I hate that guy, I can't wait to see him lose, or I love that person, I can't wait to see them win. And obviously, you know, in the day we, the days we live in now, usually heels get cheered for and baby faces get booed in, and that's fine too. But you know, when it's disdain for the company, like, oh, I don't want to watch this crap again. That's not good. That's not what. That's not what's best for business. Anyway, I digress. So Daniel Bryan says, you know, what are you doing here? You know, like, if you want to go, let's go right now. Mind you, also, Shawn Michaels is right next to Triple H because Shawn Michaels is now also well involved with NXT. And it seems like Triple H says, well, I don't have my gear. Right? And then Shawn Michaels seems like he's going to take off his jacket. Like he's going to find him. He says, oh, no, it's cold in here. Sorry. But put your jacket back on. Right? And then Triple H calls him over. Champ! Walks out from into the camera comes Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, the leader of the Undisputed Era. And if you guys, for those who don't know, the Undisputed Era is the premier stable in NXT, the premier faction. Right now, they have all the gold. You have Bobby Fish and Kyle Kyle O'Reilly as the NXT Tag Team Champions. You have Roddy Strong, the Messiah of the backbreaker as the NXT North American champion. And then you have Adam Cole, their fearless leader, as the NXT champion. And then Daniel Bryan, said, or he's, Triple H says to Daniel Bryan, if you want to fight, this is your guy. And all of a sudden, it's like the dream match I never even thought I knew I wanted or needed was, was going to come into fruition. Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan doubles down and says, Let's go. And if we're going to fight, let's do it for real. 
I want a shot at that NXT champion championship. And imagine that. Imagine if they had Adam Cole lose on his SmackDown debut, which they're not. Spoiler alert. It was just bedlam. I was I, I had never thought I needed to see this match. I knew eventually I was gonna say, Man, I would love to see Adam Cole. There's there's plenty of other guys. But wow. Oh man, was I like I said, I am elated that I decided to end my boycott last night because that match was crazy. And then back and forth, back and forth. And all of a sudden, at the end of the match, Daniel Bryan goes for the running knee, misses Panama Sunrise from Adam Cole into the reverse Shining Wizard, the, the last shot. One, two, three, pins him clean. And it was just, oh, I was overjoyed, overjoyed. And then the pro, and then all the NXT guys come in. And mind you, they're, you know, some of these people that were fighting tonight together or in the ring together, everything, some of them are, you know, are bitter rivals. Some of them are not really friends right now. Like Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, they're not on good terms right now. They're getting ready, Tegan Knox, they're getting ready to compete in the first ever women's NXT War Games match. And I'm not going to go too much of that, but that'll be another thing for another day. But, you know, that it was very clear that the battle lines were drawn. And Triple H, that promo at the end, you know, he said for the, he said many things, but the last thing I that stuck in my head that he says over and over again was just remember one thing: we are NXT, and I really am excited for Monday Night Raw. I'm excited for Wednesday Night NXT, and I'm excited for Friday Night SmackDown, and I'm excited for Wednesday Night Dynamite and AEW. You know, so like I said. If you're a wrestling fan right now, what a time to be alive. And uh, I want to know what you guys think. All right. Like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to sit here and babble on for, uh, for hours and hours. I could, but uh, I don't think I'm going to. I think I just wanted, like I said, I wanted to get some things off my chest. I wanted to recap SmackDown last night. And uh, I wanted to see what you guys think. And if you guys like this pro, when I talk pro wrestling, if you don't like it, let me know. I'll let Joe know, right? You can follow me on Twitter at CousinJohn56. You can follow Joe at not the not the fake J Leo. Or not the yeah, is it not the fake J Leo? Let me just double check. I'm sorry. Yeah, not the fake J Leo, right? You can follow him there, right? And you can get this podcast if you like this podcast. I hope I I tried to keep this one brief and short. But if you like this podcast, you can subscribe at Grind Hours and find it wherever your, your local podcasts are sold. And, uh, you know, like I said, let me know what you guys think. Follow me on Twitter, right? You know, send me a text, be like, or send me a tweet saying, like, John, you that was terrible. Don't ever talk pro wrestling again. Or poor wrestling, pro wrestling is boring. Nobody gives a crap about that. You know, let me know. All right, guys. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully you guys like this and this will be the. I'll come on here some other maybe sometime next week and do another wrestling podcast, another wrestling episode of the Grind Hours. All right, guys, have a great day.